NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGP and group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 at sleeper.com slash SGP. Make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGP and crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Driver, start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. You are not imagining things. It is a Tuesday, and this is an episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Cody Zeeb, Rod Gomez here with you. Cody, we got greenlit for this episode because the fans love it, and they love you continually giving them money for all of their various affairs. So, uh, Cody, you know, just... You know, you're the man. <laughs> well, thanks, Rod. I appreciate it. Super, super pumped for this uh, recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Glad we, glad we got the green light to go forward with that. And uh, yeah, just shout out to everybody listening, listening to us, supporting us. Uh, you know, all the all the guys that have been in the Slack channel now moving over to the Discord. I know we'll get into that some more, but uh, yeah, just it's been a fun ride so far. Glad things are going so well, and. Uh, Ready to ready to do this three times a week now. Pretty much. I mean, we 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 said it, we were like, listen, <clears throat> we took a, a lot of time setting up or going over last week's race, and then it was brought to our attention. Well, why don't you just break it out if there's a if there's an appetite for news and notes for the recap of last week's bet and the preview of the so that way we can give you the full Wednesday episode of just bets. So we break down everything in this episode. We give you all the bets on Wednesday, and then Thursday we hit you up with DFS. Like, it seems like a perfect exam or a perfect way for you to spend three days of your time getting geared up for the weekend of NASCAR. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right. So here's how we're gonna do this episode every week. We're gonna take stage one and we're gonna break it down into some news and notes and uh, talk about some things happening in NASCAR. Because again, everything pertains to your betting angles, right? I mean, all of this, all of these news, all of the things that we're we're trying to teach you how to become a NASCAR gambler. We're not just trying to give you picks. We're trying to teach you how to be a better NASCAR gambler. So knowing the sport, knowing all of the the news and notes and and things of interest help you make those decisions. Stage two. We'll go over the results from last weekend, talk about what that means for the future, talk about what that meant going in, maybe some of our our mindsets of why that may have happened. 
and what to look out for in the future. And then, of course, stage three, we'll set up next week. That way, tomorrow, all we got to do is just give you our favorite bets, and you already know everything that there is to know about the track that we're about to enter. And uh, and we could just hit straight into the bets and maybe give you a little bit more uh, of our thoughts and uh, just what we're, what we're thinking about as we make these bets. So, Cody, you like that, don't you? I do. I love it. I'm super excited. <laughs> Uh, give us give us more time to talk about the bets, Rod. Maybe we can almost hit a plus twenty five thousand bet or something. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, definitely save that for stage two. There's a lot to get into there. So, uh, all right, let's just hit into it. News and notes from from this week and the last couple of days of NASCAR. It's been a busy one, especially after the race that we saw in Atlanta last week. A lot of lot of scuttle, a lot of talk going on. But Cody, the first thing I want to actually ask you because this is something we talked about a little bit too in the Discord channel. Uh, about Ross Chastain, look, I I love the guy, right? I, I really do, but I've never really v- cheered for the villain before. So, Cody, is Ross Chastain the villain in the story right now? I mean, if you if you ask any other driver, it sure sounds like it, right? Uh, man, I <laughs> I don't I, I love the guy and. You kind of like to see it, to be honest. I mean, it's been a while since we've kind of had a villain. Uh, Kyle Busch, she's kind of been that before, but not really to this degree. I mean, the way he drives, really, if you look back, it reminds you of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Now, we're not going to compare him to Dale Earnhardt Sr., obviously. Nobody's comparable. But the style of driving, the very aggressive, he doesn't care, get out of his way, he'll wreck you if you're in the way. Like if you look back, all those guys that raced with Earnhardt Senior back in the day, they they loved the guy, you know, looking back on it and everything, but they hated racing against him. And you know, maybe this is where Chastain just like it, this is kind of a fork in the road. Like he's gonna have to choose now. It's like we had talked about with NASCAR Thunder before. You're gonna be the hero or the villain. Like once you start accumulating points one way or the other, you gotta just go with it and, and max it out. So. Is he going to keep getting those red points and become the villain? We're going to see because, you know, it just the, the only thing, uh, only thing, and especially betting wise, that really scares me with the playoffs the way they are. Like, Senior could get away with it more because, you know, if he got wrecked or something, you know, he lost points, but it didn't necessarily cost him the championship like that. Now, this, you know, if he gets wrecked in the right race or the wrong race in his case in the playoffs, he could not make the next round and that could cost him big time and could cost your bets as well. So it's, uh, yeah. No one's meter is more red than Danny Hamlin's when it comes to Ross Chastain. Like there's, you know how they ranked him as far as junior might be pretty close. Well, yeah, but I mean, Danny Hamlin's right there. Like it's bright red. In fact, it's, it's so red that I don't know. And, and see, this is what I'm talking about. So if you're, if you're replacing any future bets on Ross Chastain, even now going forward, be careful because, Denny Hamlin has already so much as said it comes back around. It'll work itself out. It'll there'll there'll be something that happens. And in a in the most nonchalant way, kind of saying, we're just waiting. We're we're waiting. We're biding our time for when the time is right and when it means the most to Ross Chastain to to get a good finish, to win a race. And if we're anywhere near that area, I mean, he's not outright saying it, but he's saying it. If we're anywhere near this area, then guess what? We are going to put bumper to rear end and uh you know front bumper to back bumper and we'll see we'll see what works out then yeah and if i mean if you listen to denny's comments uh, he's basically saying 
he's going to get dumped in the playoffs, whether it's by Denny. And you got to think, I mean, so he's on Denny's bad side. He's on Truex's bad side. Almirola wants to beat him up in the food lion. Like, <laughs> that, which was a great comment, by <laughs> the way. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, come to the playoffs and to those races where it matters, a guy like Denny gets in with a win right away or something, and then his only mission the rest of that round could be make sure Chastain doesn't, whether that's just get in his way or wreck him or whatever. But you also have to think, then you got Truex. He's probably not going to make it to the Final Four. He could hold him up whether it's in the Final Four race or not. Uh, you know, you've got two guys that race for Denny. You got another guy that's going to be racing for Denny. We'll get into that in a few. Like, there's all these other guys out there. Austin Dillon's pissed off at him. So when you get all these guys going against you, and we saw it last year. Now, granted, it didn't work out for Harvick hilariously but he waited until the perfect moment to get that payback on elliot and it almost you know it could have worked out and knocked him out and kept harvick in like we've seen it before obviously also with with the kenseth logano situation now that was to the extent of uh, that was very <laughs> they went very far there but uh we've seen it so with this racing where the playoffs matter so much and each race makes such a difference like you really got to be careful if you're Ross Chastain. So, and then going forward too, when you when you talk about betting him in and outright wins or or even top fives, like this is not. I, I'm not really necessarily all that nervous. I'm not off of Chastain completely as far as betting is concerned because, I mean, again, retaliation can't happen every single week. I mean, it, there can be a little bit of of give and take, but I, I think Chastain is a safe bet for a lot of things up until that playoffs, and then it's kind of proceed with caution because. As you said, the retaliation could come at, at the worst possible moment for Chastain. So I'm not right. and, too scared of betting him right now. And we've seen how good Chastain is. I mean, even this past weekend, he was in like five wrecks, and he was still leading towards the end there with that duct, duct tape all over the car. I couldn't believe that car was holding up as well in clean air like that as it was. I, I thought it was going to be a rock and just drop backwards. So, I mean, they've obviously got their program figured out. We've talked about it all year. He's been one of the best cars, one of the best drivers. So... Yeah, I think you can still bet on him to win. You can still bet on him head-to-heads and stuff like that. But, yeah, once it gets to the playoffs, you're going to want to be more careful. Championship futures, I mean, already you got a guy that's not been in the playoffs before that's not done all that stuff. Like, you're kind of going to want to fade him a little, but now with a big target on his back going throughout the entire playoffs, that really makes those futures bets even more, you know, you probably don't want to touch them. Hard to miss uh, the number one. Really, honestly, and truly. So, it, yeah, I mean, he's got a target. He might as well just be racing the target car for what he's going to be uh, <laughs> mowing through for the next few weeks. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it just it is what it is at this point, and Chastain is, I don't know, he's going to have to either get over it or or embrace it. And and you're right, he's at a, he's at a crossroads. Where what is he going to be? What is he going to do right now? WinBet's got him at plus seven hundred for the championship. I'm I'm interested to see how much that that line moves as the season progresses and and as the races continue on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I don't know that I would make something like that right now. Just with everything that's hanging out there, and even if he all of a sudden becomes this angel of a race car driver and doesn't ever hit anyone, well, he's probably not going to win then, anyways. And he might have already made his bed with some of these guys, anyways, and they're going to give it to him no matter what he does between now and then. So yeah, I would probably st- at this point. I would say stay away from the the Chastain futures until we kind of see more of how it all shakes out. Speaking of the future, Tyler Reddick inked his as he is now a member, well, 
will be a member of the 2311 race team. Another one of Denny Hamlin's allies who could be out there in the hunt for a number one car on Sundays and Saturdays. But yeah, Tyler Reddick now uh, a 2024 member of the 2311 team, probably going to race a third car uh, unless, of course, Kurt Busch, I mean, not Kurt Busch, uh, um, yeah, Kurt Busch decides to go. Uh, But I don't think he's going to leave, so they're probably going to field a third team. But Cody, one, uh, does this mean anything to us in 2022, or or even 2023 for that matter? And two, (laughs) RCR... Felt like they got their pants caught with uh, down, didn't they? So there's a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, it, you don't often see. We have seen it before. If you look back to Casey Kane when he was racing for Red Bull, I believe that was 2010. He signed to go with Hendrick in 2012 and then was kind of let go from Red Bull during the next season and, and all of that. This is very interesting. What I've gathered, and not, nothing official, but it is that there was an option in Reddick's contract because this contract was up after this year with RCR. There was an option in there where like a team option where they could pick up the driver for 23. It sounds like he asked them not to pick it up so he could explore free agency and they picked it up. So, so today he just, they decided to drop the bomb and I don't think that Richard Childress racing knew it was going to happen <laughs> according to their social media. Uh, but uh, so that's a whole thing. It's going to be interesting to see. Is he going to have an entire lame duck season next year where they know he's leaving? And that's switching manufacturer. I mean, he's at a Chevy team. He's going to be going to a Toyota team. They don't have any affiliations, anything like that. That's very interesting. Um, along the betting lines, it makes you wonder, like, <laughs> I, I guess there's one of two choices that RCR can make here. Like, let's go and... T- like their release said, let's go and try to win the championship this year and next year and win races. Or do they give him the shitty equipment and put all their focus on the three car? Cause Austin Dillon is Richard Childress's grandson. He's not going anywhere. So again, another one where it kind of makes you want to back off. I don't know that I would be betting him to win these next couple of races. Let's maybe wait and see how things pan out. Now he's in the playoffs at this point. The three car is probably not going to be in the playoffs. Most likely. So when it gets to playoff time, I mean, to me, it would seem like you would still want to focus on him and and do your best in the playoffs and try to get your team something. You're going to have him back next year at this point anyways, whether something changes there or not. Um, Yeah, so who knows? And and then, like you said, it opens up. Does Kurt Busch go? Does Bubba Wallace go? If if he doesn't get it figured out the rest of this season and next season, do they have a third car? I mean, they don't have sponsorships or anything. Like Denny Hamlin – So as much as I hate Denny Hamlin, the driver, Denny Hamlin, the owner, I actually really like, which is hard not to. He's in partnership with Michael Jordan. Like, how can you not like that? But he just tweeted out a chess emoji today. That was his, that was his tweet. Like he's out here playing chess while everybody else plays checkers. Like you would have thought at the end of next year, like Reddick's going to be this big free agent. Like, is he going to go to Stuart Haas? They're going to have cars that are opening up here soon. Gibbs could potentially have, you know, the, the 20 car opening up the 18. We don't know. Truex is going to be retiring. They might have spots, you know, Hendrick's probably pretty full for now. Will Penske add another car like junior motorsports is looking to come up like all of this. And Denny's like, no, I want that guy. And that's what he said too. He's like, this is the guy I want. I wanted him. I got the okay from Toyota to go get him. We got him. We'll figure out the sponsorship. We'll figure all that stuff out. We don't know what car he's going to drive. We'll get a car for him. So it's going to be interesting. And then it opens up. I mean, so now you have the eight car open for Richard Childress Racing. 
assuming they don't have a plan for that car since they, they were blindsided by this, but you got some guys in the pipeline, Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, uh, you know, maybe they could move up. Ty Dillon is out there. He's the other grandson of Richard Childress. Do you team the Dillon brothers up together? I always thought it was weird that Austin got a ride with him and, and Ty never did. It was like, okay, I, I don't, I didn't really understand that necessarily. Not the but favorite grandchild. Not the favorite. I get, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some, some not, yeah, favoritism going there. But then, like, you know, Dale Jr. is looking to get into uh, into Cup Series racing. RCR is going to have the eight car. He drove eight. the eight car. Dale Earnhardt Sr. race for RCR. Like, there's so many ties and connections, like, and so many things this has opened up. Like, so many possible scenarios of what could happen. So it's exciting. Like, nobody expected anything like this. There was no... Oh, there's going to be an announcement. Oh, this might happen. Like it was all of a sudden like, boom, hey, this is happening. And it's like, what What the hell? <laughs> What's going on? So, yeah. And usually right now we're kind of going through the 2023, you know, silly season, quote unquote. Stenhouse signed. Truex says he's coming back. We've had a few small things. But this is a major thing nobody saw coming and for 2024 already. So, yeah, it was a pretty exciting day. Uh, when I saw that, I'm like, whoa, what? what is going on? The 2023 futures market just got blown up just because of the simple fact that you don't know. I mean, you don't know how hard they're going to charge for Reddick. I mean, right now, he's at plus 2,100 over there on WinBet to win this championship. So does this become Tyler Reddick's cement season of wanting to go for it all uh, before he leaves RCR and, and to bring a winner to Denny Hamlin in 2024 for sure? Uh, I mean, who knows at this point? Yeah, and, and I mean, I probably wasn't really too much on like looking at a big future for him. I know at the beginning of the season, we bet him over one race. That's obviously already cashed. We were on him two weeks ago when he went 25-1 to one to win and all that. I don't know that I would think of a championship future anyways. RCR is not quite a team that I could really see doing that, um, especially when there's so many other bigger name Chevy teams. They're just not going to get that manufacturer focus when you got the 400 cars. At this point, you got the two track house cars in front of it. And Chevy's got the most cars in the field as well. So, but uh, yeah, so it, man, I, it's going to be interesting to see what, I mean, because again, it could go one of two ways. They could really pour a lot into him and try to get as much as, because he's, I mean, I, not, not quite to the same level, but I view this almost as Kyle Larson leaving Chip Ganassi going to Hendrick. I think this is similar. 2311 is a team that's going to be around. They're not going anywhere and they're going to be something like, They've had some pretty good solid runs. Kirk Bush has done well. Bubba's got a win also, and he's had some good runs. But, like, they're still a brand-new team that's still working these kinks out. They're going to be a team that's that's here to stay and that's going to need to be reckoned with. And that's what Denny wants, and that's what Michael Jordan wants, despite the fact that he can't run the Charlotte Hornets. He wants to win. So <laughs> that's why I think he's leaving this to the race car drivers <laughs> and race people. And for good but reason. They're, they're building a team over there. Now, yeah, it's not at the level of a Hendrick or a Gibbs yet. But I think it could get there. And a guy that's as talented as Reddick is, he's kind of one of those next big superstars waiting to burst open, I think. And I think this is going to be a huge, big move for him. Something to keep your eye on as we progress through the season. And, and the next couple of races will definitely tell, I think, where where the head is at. And we'll just keep an eye on that. And we'll continue to, to pour through and, and give you uh, the updates on that and how it pertains to you. And you're betting. Uh, speaking of betting, Cody, we got to recap our last week where a lot of great things happening last week for, for you, for everybody out there that bet, and uh, just for, for racing in general. So we'll come back in stage two. 
break down some of our bets. But before we do, as we always do, let's tell you about our friends over at Win. We want you to make sure to get down on the wins bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting baseball, you got to check out the win bet. They just reduced their juice in baseball games. We know that you like to bet most uh, most sports out there. You're not just a one sport better, and that's fine. But if you want the ultimate fantasy football experience, you can bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st. You can get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are definitely allowed and encouraged. So much to choose from. All you got to do, download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's move on to Sleeper. It is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And you probably are like me and you've already got a fantasy league on there. Drafting right now for Scott Fishbowl 12, baby. Top for our first 10 picks were live in San Francisco. Uh, and now we're doing the rest of it on a slow draft. But uh, we're using Sleeper because now Scott is allowing Sleeper and everybody is on board. So I definitely use it for all of my league. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. Now, you can even make money on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. It is super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason that I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app to play their new over-under game. Have some fun and make some money. Go on your phone. Join our listener group at Sleeper over at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's got to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad. Get the 100% deposit bonus match at Sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Just like Cody said, make sure you head over to the new SGPN Discord channels. Make sure you check out the server. It's a perfect place to interact, sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. The NASCAR channel's already kicking, right, Cody? Yes, sir. Got stuff going on all. We're, We're rolling already. It's like we just moved Slack right over to our new Discord server, so... Uh, make sure you pretty, join pretty them. easy transition and, and discord is you know it's just it's a little more user friendly much more user friendly plus <laughs> plus we're going to have a lot of new future uh, features going up so make sure to get in on that yes sir yeah uh, part of the discord this weekend was going over the fact that cody uh decided he just wanted to pick everybody that won every single race this weekend uh which which we always love to see and you guys love to see it in your bankrolls uh, for sure. So great weekend overall between trucks, between uh, Xfinity, and between uh, the the Cup races too. So a lot of a uh, lot of disappointing stuff too, but more positive than negative. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're on we're on a pretty good heater. It's been a good couple of weeks. Uh, you kicked it all off. You had the Ryan Priest fifteen to one win in the Truck Series a couple of weeks ago. Been all uphill since then. So uh, yeah, man. 
sweat of my life on that plus 25,000 Corey LaJoy. Man, oh, as big of a Chase Elliott fan as I am, and I also had him at, he was one of my other picks at 10 to 1. Man, oh, man, it was so close. <laughs> I also, I had bet him, I don't, I think I had put out a top, maybe I mentioned a top five line or something. Like oh, yeah. During the show. That but was looking good for I a had while bet too. him top three. Yeah, it was top three, and I got that at like, plus 5,000 or something like that too. So I'm like, I'm like playing all the snares in my head. Like, okay, he's leading with two laps to go. Elliot's probably going to get around him. Cause he, I mean, the way he was racing all day, like you saw it coming, like, but if he could still finish in the top three and then I'm like, if he wins this, I cash him to win and him to finish in the top three. That's going to be a really nice payday. Man, it was so close, Rod. It was, I mean, Ugh. it was looking Man, beautiful for the was, longest oh. time. It was, and he was, I mean, it wasn't like just a, it wasn't like attrition that put him up there. Like he was up there the last 60 laps, like mixing it up. He kept passing Chase Elliott for the lead. Elliott passing back. He would pass him. Like it, it was absolutely amazing. And, and like, I know we like to make fun of how many winners I give out sometimes, but I, I just want to point out, like, this goes to show, like, I'm not just pulling a 25,000, you know, a plus 25,000 out of my ass. Like. There was a reason we bet on this guy. There's a reason we talked about him so much. There was a reason we said to bet on him, to play him in DFS, and all of those things worked out. He finished 21st at the end of the day because of at the end there. But two laps to go, he's leading the race. You can't ask for much more than that. That was that was the best workout of my life was sweating out that bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to some bets that you didn't have to sweat out. Then we'll come back around and we'll finish off okay. the talk on that one. Uh, we started the weekend with the truck race, and uh, we had we picked a couple of outrights. And uh, unfortunately, neither one of them picked out. Uh, it was Klingerman, but man, let me tell you, Zane Smith, .119 seconds behind him for the win. Almost had Zane Smith as the outright at plus 400 to win. So very close to cashing that bet, man. I that, that's about the closest you can get. Been, had it not been Kligerman, who everybody just absolutely loves, I think Zane Smith might have dumped him at the end there and tried to win that. But you were right on track with Zane Smith. I mean, he, he was one of the best two trucks all day. Great to see Kligerman win. That guy is so cool. You always see him on TV. You see him. He's he's running. Was it uh, – where were they at? Road America a couple weeks ago. He's in the Mazda race. Then he jumps out, gets cleaned up. He's on TV doing the Xfinity race the rest of the day. Like – or whatever it was like, he's just, he's a good dude. He's a racer at heart. Like they really put a lot into that team. They only run certain races, but this is why, because they want to be competitive in the races that they race in and see a guy like that win. It is pretty cool. We didn't cash a bet on that one, but, uh, Again, you like to see the good story anyways. Exactly. And, and you know, just like we said before, and this is what we'll always tell you, you know, it, the outcomes and the outright, are, are they're hard to predict. The whole sport is hard to predict. But when you look at trends and when you put together the storyline of what you think is going to happen, obviously you saw Zane Smith there at the end, very easily could have probably gotten that win had he, had he been Ross Chastain and, uh, and, and played the villain. But, uh, you know, again, it's just... It's methodical. You're going to cash more than you lose if you continue to stay true to uh, the, the types of, of philosophies that you bet with. Yep, absolutely. So um, you had Ty Majeski. Uh, unfortunately, Ty Majeski finished 12th. Uh, but again, he was, he was just never really in the race. This one, I, this was kind of just a mess on my part on this one. I'd, I don't know. He just, he wasn't really in it ever. He had a bad, well, and that was the thing kind of threw everything off qualifying. It was like pouring rain. He had like 50 cars spin out and there wasn't even that many there. 
<laughs> but I think Chandler Smith spun out like four times during qualifying. It was just like, so Majeski qualified bad. He ended up fighting up to 12th during the race, but never really ended, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it was tough. What What are you going to do? I guess, again, you know, not every race can be uh, exactly the way you want it to be. <laughs> That's for sure. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the Xfinity race. Uh, where the Xfinity guys took on the Atlanta Motor Super Speedway. Uh, this is where Cody started to kick in big time. He gave you Austin Hill. Guess who crossed the finish line? Guess who led the most laps? Guess who dominated this race? It was indeed Austin Hill. Cody, congratulations on that one. Man, as hard, as tough as Super Speedways are, it seems like that's almost, and I don't want to, I'm going to jinx myself now for the next one probably, but it seems like I always just can do it well. I don't know why. There's still a lot of luck involved. Now, we didn't see as much carnage in the Xfinity race as we did in the Cup race on, on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Austin Hill, we pointed it out. He had done it at Daytona. He was really good at Atlanta before. I think he had finished second in the spring race. And, yeah, Georgia boy, that whole narrative there. Uh, so it was a nice sweep for the Georgia boys that uh, for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, Austin Hill plus 800. It was uh, tastes like sweet, sweet victory. You gave Riley Herbst, and that wasn't a bad call either. He finished inside the top 10 at ninth place, so both cars pretty quick in there. Uh, once again, solidifying that, uh, yeah, you got a lock on these super speedways, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, again, and we'll get into it when we get into the, to the Sunday race. Like, obviously, I way missed on Busher, but anything can happen as far as some of these guys getting caught up in it. But you want to try to find the guys who are really good about finding their way up front. Again, Austin Hill was able to do it all day. He was up front the whole time. Herbst was always in the mix kind of throughout the race. He ended up finishing ninth, which for a guy that was 20 to one, that's not a bad finish. And we've seen it before at these quote unquote restrictor plate races. If you're in ninth on the last lap, you could be in first. Like it's not that big of a stretch. So I think we were definitely on track with both of those. And uh, obviously cash the eight to one with Austin Hill. Indeed, we did cash also our Tyler Reddick over Noah Gragson. Uh, Reddick finished fourth, Gragson finished sixth. Couple of spots difference, but that's all you need in a head-to-head, -head, right? All I got to do is is finish one place over. Exactly. Just just uh, beat the other guy. That's all you got to do. Indeed. Uh, Brandon Jones, unfortunately, did not beat uh, Mr. Hemrick. Uh, I'm Brandon Jones, not Daniel Jones. <laughs> He's not playing quarterback. Daniel Jones didn't beat him either. But. Uh, no, Daniel Jones couldn't beat him. Uh, Brandon Jones over Daniel Hemrick, uh, 11th and 5th. Man, uh, long day. And then, of course, I gave you Ty Gibbs to win. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen as he wrecked out at the beginning of Stage 3. He did lead seven laps, did look like a car that could be uh, in contention for the win at the end. But once again, you just when you get caught up in it, you get caught up in it, right? Yep, exactly. I mean, we saw it from him there in the spring race. Like you said, he was up in the mix the whole time. Again, on these super speedways, it's it's impossible to know who's going to get caught in the wreck, what's going to happen to them, if they're going to be able to be flying through the air and then still finish the race somehow. But uh, yeah, didn't didn't work out for Gibbs, unfortunately. Did not work out for Gibbs, unfortunately. Uh, but again, I'm still not going to be scared to vote uh, or to vote to bet on Gibbs at all. Uh, for the rest of the season, I still, I still think this guy. And and that, my, what? The, let's look at the futures for them. Oh no, they don't have Xfinity futures, do they? No, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, well, if you find any, if your book offers any, if you find any, yeah. If you find Gibbs futures, just take them. It doesn't matter what they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've said it all season long, and we'll keep saying it again. So, 
Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, let's move on to the cup results as we got some good ones in here. Uh, unfortunately, not the ones that I wanted. Harvick, let's talk about this top 10. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about getting rooked oh. out of a top 10 finish for oh. Harvick, man. He had it. It was there. He was running top 10 for a better part of what you wanted to consider, especially even in the end. Cross the finish line. Unofficial result said Kevin Harvick, 10th place. They updated the scoring shortly thereafter. Kevin Harvick finishing in 12th place. Not yep, that's cashing what sucks on. Again, we talked about it with DFS. Do not look at it until a few minutes after it's all over, especially on super speedways. And when they end under caution like that, they go back to the pictures. Whenever the caution came out, who was in front? Obviously, Harvick passed two guys after the caution came out. So, uh, man, it looked, it was on the scoreboard. It was like, all right, we got it. And then not to be, unfortunately. Yeah, that was tough. Because, I mean, I was going, look, at the very least, I knew Harvick wasn't going to be in the mix for the win. We, we know this already, right? So, when I saw him climb up and climb up and climb up and get inside the top 10, I was like, holy cow, we're going to cash this bet. The race ended. I was like, holy cow, we cashed this Brett. And then all of a sudden, uh, two spots. Yeah, just just cost them plus 140. So close. It was so close. Again, good bet, though. I mean, it was, you were definitely right on track. He was right there. If you finish in 12th, you can finish 10th on a track like this. Obviously, he was in 10th at and, the end. It just. It makes me wonder, though, if, if the last lap wouldn't have put out the way it did. Like, would he have been able to finish inside the top 10? You know, like... I've, I think there's a pretty good shot at it, obviously. Yeah. He, he was right there, so. <sighs> frustrating. Um, Well, Chris Buescher, another frustrating day. Got wrecked. Boy. Yep. Yeah, I had him top five, plus 585. I mean, that's a longer shot, obviously. We've seen him do it uh, at Super Speedways before and saw it in the, the dual races at the Daytona where he won one of those. He got caught up in it early. I believe he got wrecked twice, so what are you going to do? He finish the day uh i think like 33rd so yep yep that's uh that's super speedway racing for you you're not gonna hit them all even if you're on track with some of the other ones and that's the one that did not hit for sure well you were definitely on track with your next two and that was obviously uh elliot to win and then you also had elliot over hashtag fade denny so that obviously hit and that one wasn't even in question most of the day because elliot was was the class of the field and denny was wrestling with Chastain for most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Denny had his fair share of problems. He was complaining about that car right from the start. Kind of a cool looking car actually with the Coca-Cola scheme. You've not really seen him run much a little more these last two years, but FedEx was always on his car before. Um, but uh, it was a cool looking scheme, but yeah, he was kind of complaining from the start. Obviously he got tangled up a couple times there with some different issues. He ended up finishing, I think the 25th. So wasn't even really in the conversation. I'd like to go back and see, what the odds would have been on Chase Elliott to win both stages and win the race. That's usually a pretty long odds in general, but then on a super speedway, really impressive how dominant he was for it being a super speedway race. Um, obviously not nowhere close with Denny. So that one easily cashed at plus plus one twenty. Then I had him to win 10 to one odds as well. Um, I, I mean, class of the field all day. And, and, you know, I saw some people complaining about, there was no passing and stuff. And I don't know what race they were watching. <laughs> you should see Rod's face right now. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know what race they were watching because I mean, those last 50 laps, Elliot and LaJoy uh, and Truex, they were swapping the lead back and forth and all day. And 
Elliot kept getting shuffled back. I think it was after the second stage, which he won. He ended up restarting like seventh or eighth. And it was just like every lap, like one or two cars back in line, one or two cars back in line. Like he really figured out how to work the draft and work the, that track specifically. And uh, big for him, uh, there's only two uh, uh, Georgia-born drivers in NASCAR history that have won at Atlanta. And that was Bill Elliott, his dad, and Chase Elliott now. So pretty cool, pretty cool for them. I know that's big for him. Obviously, NBC was covering all day with, you know, his hometown being like an hour and a half away and the pool hall and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it worked out well. But, uh, yeah, glad. Man, I really – I was going back and forth between Elliott and Blaney when I went to make my picks last week, and I almost took Blaney, and I just – something kept taking me back to Elliott, and as well as he's run – and again, the hot streak, like when he gets going, he gets going. And we've seen it the last three weeks. He's finished in the top two in all three races. So, um, yeah, but 10 to one wasn't, wasn't as good as the LaJoy plus 25,000. That was so close. So close. But, uh, uh, obviously <laughs> then I threw out Chris Busher at 40 to one and that didn't work out either. But so. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, we won't. There <laughs> was 27 lead changes, <laughs> 27 lead changes in that race and no stretch was longer than 41 laps. And that was William Byron at lap 106 to 146. Everything else was within 20, maybe the 37 laps that Chase Elliott led between two, uh, lap 205 and 241 was another long stretch, but you know, 27 lead changes on a super speedway. That's that's still a lot of action. So I'll take that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Super speedway racing, just real quick, is one of my favorite types to watch. Like, I, I try to sit down and watch most of the race every week. Sometimes we have some other stuff going on and you're kind of in and out. But, like, I try to make it a point to watch the entire super speedway races. Like, they are just so intense the whole time. And there was never... I mean, even in the Xfinity race a little, we saw like where they kind of got, you get three or four cars kind of pull away from everybody else and stuff like that. Like in the cup race, there was not that. It, they were almost side by side the whole time. Every once in a while, it would stretch out and you'd have a single line, but then they would form up a double line again. Like I thought it was action packed. I thought it was a really good race overall. Obviously cashing some nice big bets helps too, but uh, I mean, I, I, thought it, I thought it was a great race as far as the racing goes too. I, was, I like what they've done with the track anyway. Oh, for sure. I think it's a vast improvement over what it used to be. Um, a one bet we almost did cash was Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez inside the top five. Ross Chastain finishing second after a crazy day. Daniel Suarez, sixth place. This is where you needed the stat correction. <laughs> uh, I know, right? This is where I would have loved to have seen one more spot. Uh, that was a plus 1,100, which would have been great. Uh, but then again, I had Daniel Suarez to win. Uh, he never really was in winning contention. He was a top 10 car pretty much all day, but um, yeah, definitely not in the win, but still, man. But again, if you're six on the last lap, that means you could be first too. So mm -hmm. Anna was a 15 to one. I think that's, that's pretty good, but pretty good odds for a guy that was up in the mix at the end. Yep. I would have loved that much. We would have loved a, a, a 250 to one more, uh, but you know, whatever. <laughs> we'll take yeah, what exactly. we can get. We still picked yep. an outright winner, two outright winners on the week for Cody. That's right. Yes. Good. Great weekend. We, we got to give do you it again this weekend. I know. Right. Well, we got to give you a, uh, we got to find some sort of trophy for you uh, for, <laughs> for the two, two outrights. Uh, all right. Speaking of this weekend, we move to New Hampshire for the, what is it? The am, I can't even pronounce what am, am bet, am, am bet, right? Two, three Oh one. I have no help. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Ambetter. I got that far in life. <laughs> it's the Ambetter 301. I knew it. I, I knew it. The Ambetter 301. 
<laughs> coming up in New Hampshire. We'll break and preview that, actually, when we come back for stage three. But of course, as we always do, let us tell you about Trade Coffee. I drank my coffee today. I still want more because Trade Coffee makes me this hyper every single time because they give me the coffee that I want. I've worked with the specialist. They found me my coffee. And now every morning I'm drinking the coffee that is tailor-made for me. Trade Coffee does exactly that. You can to trade coffee they'll send you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best crafted roasters and the truth is what i like and what you like could be totally different you'll like a, sp a specific selection of coffees that are different from anyone else's taste if you want a chance to get coffee that is tailor-made for you all you got to do is answer a couple of questions and you're going to get your personalized variety of coffees delivered to you fresh as often as you like no gimmicks whatsoever and trade will always deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground however you brew it at home and they guarantee that you're going to love your first order or they will replace it for free they've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews if you can't take away the good stuff from that then I have no clue what you're doing. So right now, Trade Coffee is offering a subscriber like you, brand new, a total of $30 off your first order. Plus, you get free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. More than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP. Let Trade Coffee find you a coffee you are going to love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded for falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speeds, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish, super easy to use. All you gotta do, Tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Live free or die. That is the motto of the New Hampshireites out there. And, uh, yeah, so that is where NASCAR will be for the Ambetter 301. They always got to be different out there. 301. not It's a 301 laps is what this is uh, for a total of 318 miles. Why the one? I'm sure they'll tell us, but, you know, it's crazy. Why not? Why not go the extra mile? Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Got to have the dad jokes, right? <laughs> It's 301 laps around this uh, one mile, just over a mile paved track. Uh, it's a flat track, almost zero banking. It's like two degrees and seven degrees on the corners. 
uh, just uh, straight up flat. Cody loves him some flat track racing. He loves him some flat tracks racers. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is going to be a Sunday race, July the seventeenth. It'll be in the afternoon uh, in in New Hampshire, which at this point of the time it's it's not necessarily uh, all that hot, but it's also um, not cold. It's I think it's just going to be a, a very. It's not going to be what they had in Atlanta. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, it was definitely a warm one down there. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So this race, Cody, it offers uh, just some unique uh, circumstances as far as, again, we, we talk about flat track racing. They were just on the super speedway of Atlanta, and now they flatten out. Um, I, what, do, what are these guys doing to get their minds straight? Like, what are we looking for in this race as far as how we can get an edge uh, on the betting? Yeah, big change. I mean, obviously, going from a mile and a half super speedway with, with the big banking and with the fast pace the big packs now you're slowing it down on a shorter flatter track um be interesting to see how this weekend goes so new hampshire's kind of been more of a and the odds kind of reflect this i mean not so much on the hendrick or the chevy guys like all of your top top uh odds guys here are, are fords and toyotas i mean one two three four five you got five toyota Ford combinations before you get to Chase Elliott at plus 900. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, we saw it earlier, earlier on the season in some of those tracks like a Richmond say where, or a uh, St. Louis, a world technologies where Hendrick just totally missed everything. And for some reason on certain tracks, they, they just can't figure it out. So um, yeah, Ryan Blaney plus 600 is the favorite. Then you got Kyle Busch, Joey Logano plus 700. Truex and Hamlin at plus 800. And, and then, like I said, it's Elliott at 900 there after that. Um, but, yeah, we saw last year, if anybody remembers, was the race where it started to rain and they waited to throw the caution. And uh, I think it was – was it Hamlin and Kyle Busch or Hamlin and Truex, one of the two of them? I don't know. They were, like, first and second, though. And they both wiped out because of the raindrops and ruined their day which was, you know, shitty for them. But uh, I did cash uh, Eric Almarola like 30 to 1 that day. So I was fine with that, uh, which it's interesting. He won this race last year. And again, he's like plus 2,500 to open the weekend, which, I mean, maybe, I don't know. It seems like a popular thing to be on him this week. So I don't really know. I, I try not to, to bleed into the public narrative like that too much because, uh, you know, public dogs have fleas. We, are, we already know that. But, uh, uh, well, yeah, you, I don't know. It's man. I, I, I don't know what to expect this weekend. This is, this is going to be a tough one to, to pick because there's so many different things kind of going into, into this one. Well, and so, you know, again, we talk about new, new, new and the, the newness of this car. This will be the first time this car is on this track and we can't necessarily take a lot of stuff away from it, but you know, by the same token, this is what this is what it is like we're 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 now seeing some of these drivers kind of climb to the top Amarola yeah he won it last last season but we haven't really seen him show up a whole lot this year especially when we're talking about wins uh maybe maybe top 15s maybe even outside top 10 opportunities but as far as winning concern not as much as as maybe the last few years somebody who has four wins on this track and, and I'm going to bring his name up now because we probably won't talk about him during the racing thing, and that's Kevin Harvick, right? He's, he's at plus 1,400, and he's already won on this track four different times. 
uh, most recently. Hey, don't, uh, don't count him out. We might talk about him. It just won't be to win because <laughs> we know he doesn't win anymore. <laughs> Look, he won in 2018, won in 2019. He finished fifth in 2020, sixth in 2021. Um, so if we're still talking about maybe a top 10 finish out of this, he's got 22 of them in 38 starts. Uh, no, and actually, I really like Harvick, and we might even touch on him like in the DFS episode, but it's top. I think the books are starting to figure it out. His top 10 is like minus 200, which actually, I mean, again, you only pay the juice if you lose. So it might be one to consider. We probably won't give it out as an official play, but I really like that one. And even top five, he's plus 180. That might be worth a little something. This is Harvick's type of track, these these shorter, flatter tracks. Same, I mean, it kind of seems to me like it leans more Gibbs and Stuart Haas over anything. And I guess you could throw Penske in there a little too, but it seems like like the Gibbs guys always do well on these. And then like Stuart Haas, like this is where you see Almarola kind of come out of the woodwork always. Harvick always performs well. It's like 18 top 10 finishes in a row at Phoenix, which is a different track, but it's a sh- shorter, flatter track as well. Uh, and the guys like Briscoe won earlier at Phoenix. Like those are all things to look at. So yeah, again, the tracks you're kind of going to compare it to the most, the, the most similar I would say would be like Phoenix and then like worldwide technologies. You could maybe look back at the LA Coliseum, but I don't, I don't know that I really want to look at that for anything, but. Well, Keselowski, you look at a couple of years back, uh, he's at plus 10,000 to win, and he was the last winner uh, right after Harvick and before Amarola. Kyle Busch uh, is another past winner here, and he's uh, actually a little bit farther up on the list. We talked about it. He's a plus 700 to win as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, you look at these past winners and, and none of them are really doing much for you anymore. Hamlin was a past winner here. Uh, he's actually, boy, you got to scroll way down. Don't you get to Hamlin? <laughs> there he is <laughs> buried somewhere, uh, at the plus 800. Oh, maybe not too far down. I guess I just had to scroll a little bit and look for his name. I was expecting to find him farther down the list. Uh, but yeah, he's a plus It is interesting though. As you look through the list, like. You have to go all the way back to 2013. You got Brian Vickers. I'm trying to think. I don't know what car he was in in 2013. Was that was he in Chevy? Brian Vickers was in a Toyota. He was in the 43. Yeah, he was in a Toyota. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you got to go all the way back to 2012 then with Casey Kane. That would have been his first year at Hendrick. So that's the 2012 was last time a Chevy won there because these Matt Kenseth wins would have been in Toyotas and Fords. Well, no, Harvick Harvick was in a Chevy. Harvick oh, was Harvick an RCR. Was in Chevy. You're right. Yeah. In 16. Yeah. So, okay. But still. One toy, one Chevy Hendrick, and all Motorsports that. then. Yeah. You're going back to 2012, which that's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I probably stay away from a lot of the Chevys as the winners. Even even with how they've been going, you know, the last few few races, it's it's the past dictates a little bit to us we keep trying to say we're walking that fine line between telling you not to you know don't ignore history but then ignore history at the same time it's it's a rough go yeah and it's more it's a tougher line to walk this year than any year like in the past you really you could look at at past history as a as a you know predictor of future success but this year that's not been the case for the most part there has been certain things like harvick top 10 at phoenix where you look back at the last 17 times and he does it again, you know, but uh, yeah, there, I mean, there is still always a fraction of the past and what the trends have been, but you want to take that a lot less, a lot lighter than you would have in the past because 
because of this new car and everything has just changed everything so much. Interesting, though, that uh, all the manufacturers across the board are all at plus 185. So there is no edge to take any one of them. It's all, I'd be curious to see how that line moves throughout the week, but plus 185 right now for Toyota, Ford, or Chevrolet. So, um, yeah, well, and that's the thing is like because Toyotas and Fords are have been so tough and they have the track history recently, you kind of want to favor them, but you can't not favor Chevy too because of the guys they have driving for them and the way they've performed this season with with Elliott and with you know, I mean Larson to a lesser degree this season, but how he's been and the way Chastain's been running as well and all these all these Chevy guys really. <laughs> I, I will say also keep an eye out because I, I did look up the weather. It's going to be 87 and the 40% chance of showers. It's going to be scattered showers, but 87. God, leave it to New Hampshire. Uh, that's So that's what it's going to be all day. They're going to be uh, fighting some scattered showers. So keep an eye on that. This could turn into another race that we saw yeah. last Yeah, we season. saw how that went last year. Yeah. And the other thing too, last year, if you remember back to that race, um, so the, there was the rain thing. So then they paused the race. They got going again. Well, then Christopher Bell was running Almirola down, but there's no lights at New Hampshire. So they had to cut the race short because of darkness. So they had said, oh, we're going to end this in so many laps. Like, So had had they run the full distance, Bell probably would have caught in Almirola. So there's a lot of things that can go into this. If rain does show up, it could either shorten the race. You could have half a race where strategy or something kind of pans out at the end. Somebody doesn't pit or something to get themselves up front. Um, it, we could run in darkness. It could get delayed till Monday. Like, again, not necessarily going to happen. I think you said only 40% chance. So, you know, the weather people don't know what's going on anyways half the time. <laughs> but uh, it was supposed to rain at Atlanta this past weekend, and we got both races in just fine. So who knows? But something to keep an eye on always is the weather because it could become a huge factor, and it could really change, you know, if it looks like there's going to be rain you might take a couple guys that are a little bit of a longer shot and sprinkle on them because there's so many variables. And we've seen so many guys win because of fog shortened races or, or rain shortened races or, you know, light shortened races, all these things and things to note, this track doesn't have lights, so they can't race at night. So, so it could be shortened if there is rain. It's all that stuff can factor into it. Leave it to New Hampshire. Uh, worth noting that they, they, they did run 293. Uh, of the scheduled 301 laps on this track uh, last season. It was Kevin Harvick that led the most laps with 66, Blaney at 64, Kozlowski 53, Elliott at 53, and then Almirola, those 25. Uh, Matt Benedetto led 20 laps of that race last season. So Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh. At the Foxwoods <laughs> Resort Casino 301. Um, all right. Well, Cody, I, I think we give everybody – I like the early lines. I like being able to give those. That That's good, right? Yeah, me too. It's fun. It's fun to watch them too. Like even when they drop sometimes and they dropped like really early this week, I think they were out Monday night, but you've already seen some line movements. Like you can kind of see where people are leaning and how, how things are moving around a little. So yeah, it's good to, it's nice to look at it and preview. And like, I haven't sat down. Like I always take time to sit down and kind of go through stuff as I form my opinion on where I think I'm going to lean on this race. And so like kind of just walking through it here, talking with you about it, even a little bit kind of, you know, I like this. I, I'm liking this this new process. Good. I hope everybody out there likes the new process too because we're giving you, now we're not just giving you our favorite bets, but we're walking you through the lines and, and giving you a chance to 
to start getting an early stretch on it too before we start laying down our favorite bets tomorrow. And, uh, and you'll have gotten a little bit of the thought process as to why we got where we got. All right, Cody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media as we wrap up this Tuesday edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on there. Had some F1 articles. We hit a 33 to 1 on one of those a couple weeks ago. So the hot streak's really just all over the place. But uh, got some fantasy football stuff going on. I did an FSGA best ball draft today, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. But you can find all my work at Husker underscore Zeeb. And then also follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. Indeed. And then, of course, join the Discord. We are looking forward to meeting you if you have not already done so. Or if you haven't made the switch to Discord, what are you waiting for? Conversation's hot and heavy over there. If you're wondering where we're at in Slack, if you got the John Travolta like meme that you're looking around going, where is everybody? We're over at Discord. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Find us. We will be there cranking out even more bets as we always do. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back again tomorrow with our favorite bets. And then Thursday with the DFS show. You get three days of NASCAR, folks. Boy, I didn't know you wanted it, but now you do, and now you got it. So follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find all my stuff all up and down the Sports Gambling Podcast website. And, of course, catch my uh, articles on the Sportsbook Review, setting up the races week in and week out. So, once again, for everybody here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. So let's go racing and let it ride.